Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible human with me. Uh, If you guys didn't download the app called Clubhouse, we met on Clubhouse. I heard this guy speak and I was like, I got to get him on the pod because he was just dropping so much value in the real estate field. So if you're trying to get into the real estate field, this is the episode for you to listen to. I have well be here. So I'm going to pass you the mic, do a little intro of yourself, and then we'll go from there. Uh, thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate the uh, invite. I'm humbly uh I'm humbled by you, but thank you so much. Uh, my name is Welby Aselli. Um, I'm a first-generation Haitian-American. Um, I live in New York. I've been in New York pretty much all my life. Um, I've been investing in real estate for the past 20-plus years. And uh, people know me predominantly for flipping houses. But, of course, I uh, also rent, I have a, a, a respectable-sized real estate portfolio in terms of rentals and all. And I, I, I'm known for teaching the people the good, the bad, the ugly of investing in real estate. And I'm a big, um, I'm a big uh, supporter of the investor. I think that the investor gets a bad rap, mm-hmm. bad reputation. The landlord as well, who's an investor, gets a bad rap. And I'm here to represent for those guys and, and ladies. So I first want to talk about what what brought you into real estate to begin with. Like what 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 intrigued you about it? Well, the, I, I tell this story all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, People don't realize how much of an impression you can leave on somebody as a child mm. and how it can affect you later on in life. And the person I'm speaking about is my godfather. Um, at the age of seven years old is when I started understanding and realizing that he was he was a real estate investor as far as he had his own real estate brokerage. He had two or three rental properties, and that's how he took care of his family. Mm-hmm. And uh, we grew, me and my siblings grew up in the projects in Brooklyn and my godfather would come to visit because that was my mother's cousin that would come to visit. And he would always be a very, very nicely dressed man, nicely groomed. Um, also would be driving a nice car and, um, you know, he would stand out. And uh, what he also did would also do was take me and my siblings and allow us to go to his home in the suburbs of Long Island. And it was a major contrast compared to living in the projects in the, in the concrete jungle and then going to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always say that um, one of the things that blew my mind was, and inspired me was that my parents were extremely overly, overly protective. And I thank them today that they were. Mm-hmm. But being that we were living in the projects, my, par- my parents had bicycles for us, but we were only allowed to ride our bikes in the cul-de-sac of the projects in a circle. While all the other kids were running around free in the areas, my parents would not allow us to do so. But going back to my godfather, when we would go and visit him, he lived in the suburbs. And when we would go visit, he would just tell all of us kids, get out the house, get out the house and grab your bikes and just ride your bikes. Mm 
And we were able to ride the neighborhood and I was, it blew my mind that I was actually riding my bicycle in the street rather than the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And that's where I looked more into what my godfather was doing. And he implanted the seeds in my mind, but I didn't realize that until my early twenties that he implanted it in my mind subconsciously about what the possibilities of real estate can do for you. And, um, that's how it kind of snowballed into me, um, doing a multitude of other things, but then eventually landing in, into invest, investing in real estate. So I guess my next question for you would be, you know, for somebody that's looking to get into the business, right? There's so many mentors, so many, you know, people to reach out to, but how do you know who's the real deal and who's not? I could be, I could be humble, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the, realest, I'm, I'm, I'm the realest one you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, um, I don't think you need to lie to the people to do business with the people. I don't need to lie to you for you to want to do business with me. Should not, I should not have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's one. Number two, we're in the information age. Yep. It does not take much for me to fact check who you claim to be and to verify the levels of what you're doing. So if you would just take the time, instead of being presented with a lifestyle, because that's what's sold to a lot of people is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And instead of you getting intrigued with the lifestyle, you should investigate what is it that that person did to create the supposed lifestyle that they're presenting to you because everybody's life is perfect on social media, right? So I would say definitely do a little bit of research Ask certain questions, ask right questions, ask these parties to prove to you their method that they're claiming to you instead of them just showing you the Lamborghini or the mm-hmm. Rolls Royce that they're parked, that they're driving in, showing you that it can be you too. I love that. And I think that because I don't remember what his name was, but, you know, there's talking about a specific person that have, was maybe in, in the business similar to yours, but he, he was given like a dream to so many people, and then all of a sudden, it it went it went flat. The business was not even there. His 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 like credentials weren't even there. But I guess what you what you pointed out is like do your research, right? But has there? Do you think that there's any point of if you do that research and there are some good credentials there, but they're still not in that right avenue? How do you like? How do you maneuver that? Like, how do you? Well, the thing is, I guess you could almost, you could almost say the same thing with, about colleges, right? Right. Yeah. You could say the same thing about colleges. Yeah. There's gonna be a point. You're gonna you're gonna do your research to the point that you can, and then now you're gonna have to go out on to a degree faith that mm. you did enough enough researching. But we know after the fact that we didn't. No different than going to college. Mm-hmm. The average professor that's teaching you business never owned the business themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But they're mm-hmm. teaching you the the art of becoming a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you we when you reflect back, you 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 start to realize the areas that you came short on because you just don't want to go through the process. Yeah, you know so. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, as I said, the number one thing I would tell somebody to do is to do is to do your due diligence and truly do your due diligence. There's no guarantees. 
Mm-hmm. As you said, there's things that that fall through the cracks, but there's no guarantees. But the one thing that never changes is when they say if it's too good to be true, mm-hmm. the odds are it might not. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. And I guess my next question for you is with, with, you know, you've had so much success thus far, but has there ha- has there been a point within the journey of your business where you have failed and you've come back? The majority of my the majority of my business was a has been a failure. Let's talk about that because I think that what we were just talking about, where it's always the highlight reel, no one's showing you the real hard work. Let's talk about that. I'm 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 one of the only people that are. Yep. I don't I don't lead I don't lead by eating. I like to say eating in your face. Mm. My mother used to always say to me. My mother still says to me, if you're gonna eat and you have somebody around you, make sure you offer the share. So I'm not that person that's here to eat in your face and to show you my fancy cars. I have fancy cars. Okay. And, uh, you know, nice items and not want to give you an offering of maybe, do you want some or would you like to understand how I went about it? Mm-hmm. So as I said at the beginning, I've, I've been in this business going on 21 years now. Mm-hmm. I know I look a lot younger than, than, than maybe a lot of people believe, but I've been in the business 21 years. My first 13 years of this business was a disaster, complete disaster. I tell everyone I've been wiped out in this industry three times to zero, mm-hmm. wiped out. So I share with people the good, the bad, the ugly of investing in real estate because the inve- investing in real estate is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Majority of people that enter into this business fails. The majority of people that enter into this business makes horrific mistakes. The majority of people that are in this business have been taken advantage of by the parties that are within this business. Mm -hmm. So why is it that we don't talk about that? I'm not afraid to describe and to tell people what happened to me. I've been lied to by the realtor. Mm -hmm. I've been presented information about property that I was buying and only to find out after owning the property that it wasn't true in terms of what I could rent out the property for. I've had contractors that presented to you elaborate contracts and claimed and, and made promises of what they were going to do and deliver to you. And as soon as the contract was signed and the money exchanged hands, they robbed me, ran off with the money or did or gave me a half um, attempt uh, work on the property, which I couldn't do anything with it. And they just left me high and dry. I've had mortgage lenders approve me for loans and says that I was, quote unquote, qualified. The loan was approved. But the, the the lender did not understand the business or the side of the business that we play in. And I got a mortgage on a property that would never cash flow. So I got wiped out in this business three times, three times. So in 2004 is when I started. Mm-hmm. My first piece of property I bought was a four unit property. When I bought the property, the realtor presented to me that each apartment would get $8,000 per month in rent when I finished renovating it. So that meant I would be able to pull in about 4000 a month. Right. When I went to the mortgage lender, the mortgage lender, which was introduced to me by the realtor, told me the mortgage was approved and I got in a mortgage for $1,800. So that with quick math, before I did the work, I'd be profiting roughly $2,000 a month, roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the time I bought the property a month later, the best that the property could ever be rented for was $500 a month. So the four thousand went down to two thousand. Mm-hmm. The eighteen hundred dollar mortgage went to. I was net cash flowing every single month. The contractor knew I was not from the area, lied to me, presented to me work that was going to be done, paid them. Never did the work or did minimal work. 
when I went back, this is with me living in New York and investing in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the property was not done at all, just minimal work. And a contractor ran off with my money. Mm-hmm. What I'm sharing is not me. The majority of people that are in this business have gone and experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now I tell people what's going on in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 is no different than when I started in 2004, five, six, seven. So what happened in 2004 when I bought the property in 2006, I refinanced doing what they called today, what they call today, the birth strategy. We didn't have a birth strategy then. Mm-hmm. That wasn't called the birth strategy then. What we called was a refinance mm-hmm. on the property because you have equity. So I refinanced or I did the birth strategy two years later in 2006 from 220 to 240. What happens when you do something like that? The mortgage goes up, cash flow goes even lower. That meant the situation got even worse. By 2008, the property I bought for 2020, refinanced in 2006 to 2040, I lost that auction for $60,000. So let's talk about your mentality when all this is going on, right? Because somebody that doesn't, you know, really work on themselves can be like, what the fuck? Like, why am I doing this business? Why, why, why well, do I, I keep to- going? I went exactly that. Okay. So let, how I, you- exactly what you said. I second guessed myself. Right. I viewed myself as a failure. I looked at myself as less of a man. Mm. I was embarrassed. Mm. And not only I was embarrassed, I felt stupid because it was like, wait a minute. Uh, at two o'clock in the morning, Charles Sheets, was his name? Charles Sheets? Late at night said, all you got to do is just buy some real estate and you'll be a millionaire. Mm. HGTV yep. was showing... All you got to do is buy this house and, and create the Count Dracula house or whatever theme property that they wanted to make. And I'm going to be a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. I got wiped out. So the example I gave you from 2004 to 2008, from 2008, I was re trying to rebuild myself, got back into the business late 2009, early 2010. And by 2011, I was wiped out again. Jumped back into the business again. Um, I was making a bunch of money. Similar to what's going on with COVID and everything. Everybody, every realtor looks like a superstar. Every contractor looks like they're the biggest contractor. That's what happened to me. And by 2000, at the end of 2012 or so, my timeline is a little bit rough. But in that general area, I got wiped out again to zero. So I lost it all to zero. The number one thing, after I lost it the third time, Hmm. when I lost it the third time, I was doing a flip in Atlanta. I bought the property correctly in terms of the acquisition, but I didn't understand managing. I didn't understand cash flow. I didn't understand all these multitude of things and layers that you need to understand. Mm. Only thing I was caring about was the end result. What uh, what I was only looking for was the highlight reel. So this property, I ended up losing again. When I lost this property, I lost $60,000. But I was left with $90,000. So I had $90,000 left. And this is about somewhere around the end of 2013, roughly. I come back home again, failing again. But this time I was the most excited I ever was in my life. Hmm. The most excited I was. When I reminisce and I think back about what I was doing, mm-hmm. I had to have a real, 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 real conversation with myself. 
Not with you, not with my brothers, not with my lady, not with someone uh, uh, um, um, I looked up to. I had to have a real conversation with myself. When I had that conversation with myself, it broke me down. Right. I literally broke down and cried like a baby. And when that happened, when I was crying like a baby, I had to go into the bathroom of the home I was living in at the time. I didn't want the other people in my home to see this, but I felt that I had, I just had this serious urge. I needed to let out tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go into the bathroom and it happened. I let out these tears while I'm crying. My head was down, but I'm in the bathroom. So obviously I'm looking at the vanity and I'm in front of the sink and I could not look at myself. I kept fighting myself, my head and saying, well, be pick your head up and look at yourself. Pick your head up, man, and look at yourself. So I finally lifted my head up. When I lift my head up, I could see the tears in my eyes. And then I said to myself then, well, be, if you need to lie to everybody around you, if you need to lie to the world, if you need to lie to your family, if you need to lie to whomever, for you to continue maintaining and moving forward, Continue doing that. But do me a favor. Don't lie to yourself anymore. So that was my coming to home. I say my coming to home Jesus moment. Yeah. Yeah. Things rotated for me. And what happened was the epiphany for me was that I never truly betted on myself these whole 13 years. When you, when that's why I said a few moments ago, when you know you really have not, Did you really investigate? Did you really try? Did you really lie to everybody else? But say to yourself, did you really, really try? And my truth was, no, I really didn't. Mm. I was betting on other people to do it for me. I was betting on the realtor. I was betting on the contractor. I was betting on the lenders. I was betting on everybody else to do it for me. But I never really truly did it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I lost that last monies and I had the 90,000, I said, I give a story about my father. When I went down, to, I go to see my parents and my father asked me, how was that last project going? And I told my father, your dad, I lost again. Yeah. So my father was like, well, but you give up, right? That's it. Because he's been watching me for 13 years, getting my ass served to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was driving a fancy car. I had the fancy jewelry and clothes, so I looked the part, but I wasn't. So my father says, well, but you done, right? Because he's seen this as a father. His son is getting slaughtered. Right. And I told my father, nah, dad, I got it. He said, what you mean? I said, yo, dad, I got it. I know what to do now. When I said that, I said to myself, you know what, Broby? I'm going to bet on me. Mm. If anybody's going to lose this $90,000, I'm going to lose this $90,000. I'm going to truly try and I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to follow the fundamentals. I'm going to follow the process. No matter how difficult this gets, I know that this is the right way to go about it. I'm going to stick to it. I took that $90,000. Fast forwarding to where I'm at today, I I was able to grow that $90,000 into an eight-figure real estate portfolio. Um, I uh, do 20 to 30 houses a year flipping. Um, I take the proceeds from the flips and then I utilize that to buy me cash flow, um, cash flow 
cash flowing um, um, assets. Um, I teach people all over the country uh, the business, real actionable steps, real applicable steps that you can take today to start seeing results for yourself. And um, here I am today. So I, I just want to let that breathe for I, I, I'm sure that my listen, that's everything that you just shared is so powerful. And this is why I love to hear stories like yourself, because you're, you're sharing the real, real, you know, like it wasn't easy. It wasn't roses and butterflies. It was, you were literally in it. You were in the shit, but you learned from it and look at you now. And, and, and guess what? To, I can add to, I yeah. still make mistakes today. Hmm? I still make mistakes today. I still lose money today. But what I come to the realization is that anybody that's in this space, in this business, that's doing this business to scale, that is not taking losses during the course of the year, is not doing business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is impossible for you to be investing in this business and not taking lumps along the way. So I love to compare us investors like a boxer. Mm -hmm. The greatest boxer to me is Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Yep. Floyd Mayweather has had 50 people that came in front of him. 50 people went down. He's raised his hands 50 times, but his mouth has been bloodied. His hands have been broken. His back and his his legs have muscles have been in pain, but he's still a champion. So that's how I look at me. Um, I, I go through my lumps and my punches. I got tenants that don't pay rent. I got, a, I got several tenants I had to evict. Yesterday and the day before, um, I have, I, I don't know how many of my apartments that are currently vacant because I'm selective on, but guess what? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the end of it, my hand is raised, you know? So. I mean, it, 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 that's incredible, incredible, incredible. And I guess my, as we kind of round things out, I guess my next question for you is again, with all the success that you've been having, when you look at your family, Right. What is that ultimate legacy that you want to leave? Um, that's tough because um, I, I, I know that the term generational wealth has been extremely popular. Yep. Um, I've gotten um, a lot of flack for my opinion on the word generational wealth. So just so I can make it clear for anybody that hears me, generational wealth is extremely important. I think it's our duty to do our part to leave a strong legacy and to hopefully make the road for the people behind us a little bit easier. I think that's our duty. Mm-hmm. But the term generational wealth has turned into a marketing ploy that's gotten disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's diluted it's the word itself. It's diluted its importance. By diluting its importance, the word diluting its importance, it also diluted the difficulty and the level of sacrifice that's needed to achieve it. So when I've said that, I had a video that went viral and I got a lot of slack. A lot of people was upset, but One, they didn't listen to the entire interview. Two, they listened to the surface level because especially in my community, I'm African-American and this is the first generation, my generation, even the next generation of people where um, um, that term has been used and has been used 
And a lot of people uh, started believing that they can have the capability of creating it for their family too. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, for my family, the best that I'm going to do, number one, I'm going to make sure I enjoy what I work for. Right. You better believe I'm, I bust my tail. I'm going to enjoy what I work for and I'm going to enjoy sharing it for the, with the people that I love, help where I can. And I'm going to educate the people that are going to come b- behind me. I don't have any kids, at least not at the moment. Who knows? Right. <laughs> but I have nieces and nephews and whatever that um, that that I, I, I'm going to they're going to be able to be in a position that have opportunities I never had. I'm going to share with them. And all I could do is pray that they're going to I'm going to put things in place as well. I've already put things in place, I should say. And then you just pray that um, they're going to have the uh, the 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 mentality to want to just build, continue building upon. And uh, um, hopefully they could do it for the for the for the generation coming after them. Well, they're going to have a great men- they're going to have a great mentality because you're you're already mentoring them. Uh, I hope so. You know, these yeah. young, these young kids are difficult, you know, but I, 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 I hope so. I hope so. And I, and I really want to make sure that the listeners understand what you said about the whole generational wealth thing, because I, I, it's n- now that you shared that, cause I haven't really heard that, but it is so true that it, it's become this marketing, Yeah. but it takes so much freaking grit Thank you. and energy Thank you. and, and, you know, not just 24 hours for it. Like it's, it's every so, day. It's like, every day. Listen, it's an, it's an everyday grind and mm-hmm. that's the frustrating. And let me tell yes. you, it, the, 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 the average person has no business being on this side. Yeah. The average person doesn't because you, the average person does not understand the level of sacrifice that's necessary. And here's the tough part about it. The people around you doesn't have a problem with, reaping the benefits of it, but they hate what it takes for you to do it. That's why they'll complain about you not having enough time. That's why they'll complain that why is it you always on the phone? That's why they'll complain and say that all you think about and all you care about is money. But guess what? Those same people got their hand out because they need what you're working for so hard that they upset that you're working for. They want that because they know it makes their life easier. Correct. You understand? So that's why I say I'm going to enjoy what I work for. I'm going to enjoy what I work for. I'm not selfish far from it, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to enjoy what I work for. I'm going to, I'm I'm going to, um, um, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to bathe in what I work for because I, I I deserve it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I deserve it. And, um, I hope that others want to go out there and put that effort in for themselves as well. I hope so. Well, I mean, that's why it's it's been such an honor talking to you because I think that you're just one of the incredible leaders within this business that I that. that I I'm so grateful that I have this time to chat with you because I think that there's not a lot a lot of people like you that are in this avenue to really just hone in on the business that you're in, the story that you have and like you're, you're going to be mentoring so many. And I know that my listeners are going to want to reach out to you, connect with you. So please share every, like all the ways that they can connect with you. Cause I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share it in the show notes, but, and if you have anything coming up, like, please share that. I appreciate that. Um, well, for those that don't know my, my, my social media handle is at my best one nine seven. So that's Apple Thomas 
Mary Yankee Best B E S T one nine seven, and you can find me across all the platforms that way. Um, as far as uh, offerings, um, I'm always speaking on on platforms like yourself and other major platforms. I put out posts and uh, um, actionable steps in my day to day grind of investing in real estate. I put up every day. Listen, I'm not the uh, the nicest person on there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm extremely raw. I'm a very straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very um, rare that I sugarcoat things because I think that we're grown enough and adults enough to that the people just want the truth. Mm-hmm. They want the truth. So I'm, I'm sharing that. Um, also, too, as far as what I have coming up, uh, if you can see my background, the real mm-hmm. estate kickstart. So um, as humble as I could say, if the people are looking for uh, somebody that cares about them, Somebody that's that that's going to share with them um, their truth, their journey, a road behind me that you can go and validate. You definitely want to be a part of what I got going on. So the real estate kickstart, I put this together. It's a two week training that I put together because the number one question I get asked from people that are either experienced real estate investors that feel stuck or novice investors or people that are at the beginning is how do I get started? How do I get started? How do I get started? Um, if you check me out on Instagram since 2017 to present, my story never changed. Mm-hmm. My message has never changed. I share my message of what I've been through. And what I love to do is show people in chronological order. Step one, two, three, four, five, exactly what I've done and what you can do too. And the beautiful thing about why this is extremely important is because people want to put the cart before the horse many times whenever they're doing anything. But if you're going to be riding a horse, what's supposed to happen? You first need to take care of your horse. You need to nurture it. You need to feed it. You need to work it out. Then maybe the next step would be uh, train the horse on how to do a cart. Then when you then get the trainer, train the horse on how to do a cart, you got to tie the horse down. There's a process step by step by step leading to the point that then you can sit in the 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 the, the back of the, the cart and the horse can pull you. But if you don't follow step one, two, three, four, and you're already at step 10, the rest will never happen or it's going to collapse. And that's what I do with you is I go step by step by step by step by step. And anywhere in the process, as long as it's continuing to make sense with the math, continue going. At some point, if there's a problem and things don't add up, you stop. Mm-hmm. When you stop. You, 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 you evaluate why are you stopping? Where is the problem and can it be fixed? If it can't be fixed, there go your protection. You back out, you walk away. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you so much, sir. This is not a deal for me. Mm-hmm. But if it continues making sense, understanding the fundamentals leading to the table to buy that property, congratulations. Odds are you bought yourself a great deal. And odds are, as long as you follow in the process and the formula, you're going to end up making money, irregardless if you're looking to wholesale it, irregardless if you're looking to flip it, irregardless if you're looking to buy and hold. So um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, guys, take Welby up on everything that he's got going on, because genuinely, I, I don't bring just anybody on the show. Like I bring the real, real people that show receipts, that do the do their business, do what they do. So, well, we, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, really. And guys, if you guys love this episode, please share it on your socials. Tag the two of us. We'll show you back some love. But thank you so much. No, thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the opportunity.
Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bella Mel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.